Yo, yo. Yo, yo. What's up, dude? Hey, I'm sorry. I'm actually in my car. It's like the quietest space I could find. It's all good. <clears throat> okay, good. It's all good, man. How's it going? Good. It's going good. Good. Um, let me do yep. the intro real quick. Hello, people. This is the Get You Some Productions podcast, episode 65. We are a podcast related to all things music production. Uh, we are a co- podcast covering all music production from the very first note to the very oh, last fan. Oh, you're, you're connected to Bluetooth probably. Um, we create music and inspire others to do the same. My name is Keith. The other gentleman on this show, his name is Dan. He is um, futzing with his uh, Bluetooth. Yo, Every episode. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yo, yo. Yeah. Let's try that again. Yes. So um, I was, um, can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay, yeah. I did, I did most of the intro. I think you were probably futzing with your Bluetooth or something. Um, and I'll just finish it. Uh, so my name's Keith. My name's Dan. Hi, Dan. Hi. Every episode is... Now I say every episode, but lots of episodes are just live business meetings between me and Dan. Sometimes we just bullshit uh, as we seek to build a media empire right before your very eyes and ears. Now, in this case, it's just ears. We don't have, there's no video for this particular show, but sometimes we have video. So uh, today's going to be sort of a free form episode. I think you had something that you wanted to chat about. What do you got? Oh, yeah. No, I just had a, you know, uh, a fun time listening to music this week. And I thought since um, I wanted to do a shorter podcast today, that it would be a fun format to just talk about what we listen to. Cool. You know, it was just an idea. Yeah, I, I, um, I have a, a little tidbit that's interesting about listening to music this week for sure. Awesome. What do you got? What did you listen to? Well, uh, I sent you a text about, like, you know, I've been checking, uh, this guy, Rick Beato, has got a great channel. Yes. Um, yeah, great material. Many channels, mm-hmm. many ways to, uh, so couldn't recommend him highly enough for uh, that. But um, that got me down the rabbit hole of listening to Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. Um, and I decided, and, and, okay, so backing up, you know, like, the old school way of listening to an album where you would listen to the entire thing yes the entire album not just a few tracks from it blah 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 like you put it to start and you go through from song to song to song beginning to end yes uh and i was like i have to do that again i'm gonna put on alice in chains dirt okay and listen to this album okay it's got the greatest hits on there but there's also some like okay tracks or just some weird tracks too Mm -hmm. um and i'm just gonna listen to it in sequence the whole thing yeah. And I had such a great time. No um, shit. Is that album good? I was wondering, Keith, if you knew that album. 
I don't I, know it. I mean, I, I know like the hits. You know the, the Allison Chains hits. So, um, it is a really good album. You know, I would say that seventy-five to eighty percent of the songs are like, except or like are very good. A few okay. are like a few are almost legend. Yeah. And then there's a few just kind of like, okay, you know, one track is like not even trying to be like, a, it's just like a weird like montage thing. Uh-huh. So that's like whatever, you know, but, but it's like as an album, it's outstanding. Now you have to understand like an album like that is also like a place in time for like nostalgia too. Like when I listened to that album was a point in time in my life. Right. Absolutely. So that's, that takes me there. So someone like you who didn't experience that album on constant repeat at that point <laughs> in your life. You know what I mean? It might have a diff- very different... It might not get under your skin the same way. You know? Because right. um, for me, it was like straight up like ASMR response to some of the choruses. Like total like tingles and chills, full body. Totally. Um, yes. So, um, since you're more or less uninitiated, um, you know, check out Alice in Chains' Dirt. Dirt. Listen to the whole album. This mm-hmm. is this is the emergence of Seattle grunge scene. Um, you know, this is that scene taking over from like hair totally. metal and hard rock. Yeah, this band is exceptionally talented. You'll notice really great. They really use vocal harmonies. Okay, a lot, a lot of vocal harmonies to create a rich vocal texture. The lead singer Lane Staley is legend. He uh-huh. struggled with heroin. Most of the album is about his struggle with heroin. He died of an overdose. Eventually. Yes. But his vocals are outstanding rock vocals. Yeah. Not like the way that Freddie Mercury was. Right. Okay. Yeah. Freddie Mercury is like, I would say, refined. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Bailey is raw. Yeah. Um, but the good stuff. The good stuff. Totally. Um, definite headphone. Put on the headphones. And the way the guitar, like a lot of great sonic experimentation with guitars, you know, a lot of straight ahead pentatonic blues, chord riff stuff, but also a lot of sound sculpture stuff too. Okay. Uh, so, and, uh, and you'll recognize some of the songs. Like, oh, I heard this on the radio a thousand times. I know the song. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, so tell me if I'm if I'm on the right track, but like yeah. Man in the Box, Rooster, like those are the those are their songs, right? Ran in the Box is from the previous album. Okay. And foreshadowed their um, their ascension. Uh-huh. Uh, Man, so Man in the Box is from the previous album. Very good. Very good album. But yeah. Dirt is like their magnum opus. Got it. Uh, Rooster is one of the finest songs. On the album, right? Yeah. Uh, a, a song you'll notice too. Songs still took their time with things. Like you have a long ass pre-chorus or like a forty-five one minute long like instrumental prelude to another section of a song. Like who takes that long to do anything? Now? Uh, right. The song "Wood?" Question mark. Yeah. Is one of my favorite songs of all time. So you could be like, "Oh, this is one of Dan's favorite songs." Cool. Uh, yes. So I'll leave it there. I had a total trip listening to that album, and I would really enjoy. 
recommend if you have an album in your past, you know, that you listen to cover to cover to, to do it. So, to, so to I, I think, I, I think this is really bizarre, but I think we're some, this is, we're like cosmically connected right now. Okay. Because I, this, maybe even this week, but definitely over the past like two weeks, I have had a very similar experience to you, but not, it's like adjacent, but not, and congruent, but like not exactly the same. So number one, I was reminded of an album that is phenomenally good from also from that era-ish, a little bit earlier maybe, I guess, I don't know, um, by Rick Beato. Which was Tori Amos' Little Earthquakes. Oh, yeah. Because, and, but here's the thing. I had rediscovered Tori Amos' Little Earthquakes, which is like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's practically a masterpiece of an album. And I didn't, I just was like, this is just very weird and like coincidental, but it turns out a couple of years ago, I, I rediscovered it around the exact same time of year because like a day after I saw this, the Rick Beato show about this album, just being like, I was, Rick was like, hey, I was just reminded of this album and I just want to play some of the beginning of the tr- beginning tracks just so you can understand like how, you know, like how like earth shatteringly shockingly good it is and how like so few people like know it or something i don't know what his point was but like basically he was just going through the album yeah it was a live stream i watched some of it you watched it yeah so he was going through the album and i in my facebook feed you know when your memories come up yeah it was like the next day what my memory was was a picture of that album from a few years earlier and my, and the caption was just like, does anybody is like, I just was like, Phil, I just re re listened to this for the first time since high school. Is this a masterpiece question mark or something like that? (laughs) It is so fucking good. Right. And I, it's just like, I don't even, you know, I just can't like say like enough about it. It's just like, you know, and it's also a headphone thing. Right. Yeah. Like when you listen to it, it's just like the piano parts and the piano, the clarity of everything. And then her vocals are like right there in your face, dry as shit. So it is just like the most pristine sounding thing. Apparently her boyfriend at the time did all the um, arrangements for like um, string arrangements and did a oh. really good job of it. Yeah. So, so that was my number one thing but also like strangely congruent slash adjacent to what happened to you is my daughter likes nirvana so okay we so elizabeth and i were driving um somewhere yesterday and we listened to like almost all of nevermind and i'm not gonna say nevermind is a masterpiece it is not there are some really good songs on it. Yeah. Um, but, but, but what it did for me was actually like, in a way, bring me back to high school. 
Um, Because I actually wasn't that big of a Nirvana fan uh, in general. But there was something about like listening to that music and just being like, wow, this is just, you know, like they're not the greatest band alive, you know, and actually Dave Grohl is a phenomenal drummer. I mean, yeah. He, he's probably the, the highlight god. of he's the a band. God. I would say he's a god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's the highlight of the band in a way. Like, he just was so, for such a young guy at the time, he was so, he was like so, such a foundational aspect of that band's sound. He plays so maturely, you know? Like, uh, it's just, yeah. you know, I don't know. He's just so good. Um, and some of their songs are great. Some of their songs are not, and some of them are very mediocre, you know, so I'm not sure yeah. like if they, I'm, I'm actually just not sure if they deserve all the accolades they got uh, to be frank, you know, <laughs> but, but yeah. it was good to listen back and just be like, wow, yeah. this is, you know, a, they have a sound, they yeah. have this formula. Things were so different back then, you know, yes. like the formula was different, you know? Well, you know what? That's great that you listened to that album mm-hmm. because just to tie it back around to Alice in Chains, they are very much of the same from the same wave, right? Time and location. So compare and contrast Dirt, <clears throat> the craftsmanship and the musicianship on that to the Nirvana album. You'd be like, whoa, okay, right? Which, this is why Alice in Chains is like Seattle's favorite band. <laughs> oh, anyway. is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're just like they're just they're special. They're special. No. They're like, oh, there's something special here. I get it. I get it. Like yeah. nothing sound nothing sounds like that. Nothing sounds yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I actually think and, and but like by the same token, I really don't think anything sounded like Nirvana exactly. Right? Uh, you know? I don't know. I maybe. I feel like well, you know, I don't know. Maybe I mean, they just sound like maybe his voice, but like their arrangements. Right. I don't, know. I, mean, I don't know. They kind of just stole like Pixies like loud, soft, loud, soft. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, I guess like so. you know what I mean? Like that. I don't know. I I do like yeah. I do. I do. I'm not going to diss Nirvana, but um, yeah. But anyway, no, they're good. They're good to compare and contrast because they were they were called they were contemporaries, but very different. Right. Right. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Well, but, um, I so takes you to I a think, time though, doesn't it? Takes you back. It does take you to a time. Yeah. I mean, I can remember. I I wasn't really that into Nirvana. I, I was. I guess like if I had to pick one grunge album that I listened to where I liked the whole thing, I would have to say it was like Pearl Jam's Orange album. Um, You know, Pearl Jam 10 was a fine album, but I didn't, like I thought Alive was great. And my favorite song on the album was Black. But I, you know, it wasn't like I could listen to the whole album and be satisfied. Yeah. Um, But I think the Orange album, I think was more, like hit close, hit me, you know, I guess a little harder, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so I wasn't really like a big grunt. Like even during the grunge time, I was more like into Led Zeppelin, you know? Yeah. And I was pretty I was much. Getting, I was getting into heavy metal you know, at the time. So yeah. Yeah. Thrash. And and I feel... Yeah. So I don't know. It's just like, it was, it's so weird that we had like a weird, you know, like a congruent experience. I, I will add one quick thing. <laughs> I did listen uh, also because of Rick Beato, actually, this morning. 
Mm-hmm. I went food shopping and I listened to the entirety of, and this is not even an album. So I feel like almost a little blasphemous for saying this, but Chicago's greatest hits, which is actually a, an official Chicago album. It's like Chicago nine or something. Yeah. And that quote unquote album is phenomenally good. I mean, it is a greatest hit. So it's sort of like, you know, cheating on the one hand, mm-hmm. but I also think like, but, but I, it just turns out that that particular album was, was an album that I listened to a lot in high school. And that brought me back maybe even more, but you know, the album itself is anachronistic to, you know, high school for me. Cause it was, you know, all seventies stuff pretty much. So, and it's not the eighties Chicago. It's it was the greatest hits that was made before they went down the like, yeah, easy listening yacht rock um, thing. Yeah, you know, so it's like mostly the earlier stuff. Not and actually don't dislike that music I either, but it's not you know to me it's not like they they have some really good uh, music from their earlier period for sure. So yeah, so I don't know, just like a like a. I don't know, like, I guess, like, I don't know, maybe it's just a vibe going on right now. <laughs> High school vibe. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that's it. So, um, uh, how long have we been on? Do you, do you have a time? I do, 16 minutes. So, let's just do, let's just do a quick thing. Um, so, I know we, we have a lot of, um, we have a lot of um, uh, interviews lined up, in a sense. Yeah. Um, I put a list in the Google Doc. So I think we just go down the list. Is that cool? Yes. So guess who's next? Yeah, I'm going to get Ted Hudson. Nice. We're going to do Ted. So let's Let's do Ted. Let's get Ted on the let's get Ted on the um, the horn and. Let's we'll get, get him on the horn. We'll, we'll do a few preliminary back and forth with him. So maybe I, um, we can listen to some of the projects he's worked on. Yeah, yeah. He, you know what I mean? A, and then uh, he, like help he, us with a better interview. Yeah, you, you know he was um, in that band with Alex Deason. And they oh, yeah, were, yeah, Alex had a great yeah, voice. They, they were pretty – they got big a little bit, you yeah, know? Yeah. So I think um, we'll have lots to talk about, I guess, you know, obviously. Yeah. But, but I, I want to – so I'll, I'll start that going. Nice, dude. Let's do it. Ted. We're calling out to you, buddy. We're calling out to you. All right. All well, right, let's, so, mention, um, let's mention uh, before we go. Um, uh, oh, shit. Um, I forgot. Don't forget. You, you want to talk about it or what? Uh, Reverb.com. Um, yes. It's a great website. Um, and, you know, we're affiliated with them. Um, so if you follow the link we provide, um, Reverb.com's got uh, all your music supply and shopping needs on there. Um, and uh, at no extra charge to you, if you shop through our link, you know, it helps us to show out. So that would be awesome. Or, or if you sign up through our link, we get a, a little kickback too. At no, you know, it doesn't cost you anything. But uh, Reverb.com is a great, great place to go look at gear. Um, really, uh, they uh, search all around the country. Um, you know, if you're just tired of the big box store experience, you know, uh, Reverb.com is a great alternative. A lot of collectible stuff on there. A lot of great deals, you know, from just some strings all the way up to like a beautiful instrument, you know. And um, they've been a great affiliate for us to have mm-hmm. and um, we're real proud to uh, to promote them and to to be associated with them so uh like check out our link go on there uh you can't go wrong 
Amen. Reverb.com. Amen, brother. So, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, it, that would help us out. And um, the motto of the show is uh, we create music and inspire others to do the same. So, you know, I, I think what we would urge you to do is just do one little thing. If, even if you're feeling like uninspired today, even if you do one little thing, you'll just keep it moving along. And I'll, and I'll quickly anecdotally from, for me, I had COVID a couple of weeks ago. I've just been kind of low energy the past couple of weeks. And so I haven't really, I've been, you know, just not, I haven't been performing up to my own standards in terms of my output. It's frustrating, but you know, if you just sit down with your instrument and just do something, you know, that you, that gives you pleasure or, you know, just keeps your chops up any little thing will be helpful just to keep you in the game, so to speak. So, and that's what I've been doing. So get out there, play some music and, uh, you know, thank you for listening. All right. I can't wait to do the interview cool. with Ted. And um, so, As soon as we hang up, I'm texting him, but we'll, we'll right. get him on a group and, uh, text yeah, and we'll, get we'll there, rock play it. Play some music, uh, let the music heal you in these, in these tough times. Word up. All righty. Cool. All right, dude. Bye. Later.